Hey, Sam. Hey, Luke. What's, uh, what's wrong, buddy? I just watched the hit 2004 film Troy starring Brad Pitt and Eric Bana, but I don't know if it's accurate at all. Hey, we've all been there, friend. This has you pretty messed up, huh? Well, I have good news for you. Ah! Jesus! I'm a doctor. Of medicine? Even better, classics. And I have all the answers for your burning questions about myths, ancient Greco-Roman history, and the movies. Where can we get this incredible medicine? Over on the podcast, Greased Lightning. It's on all your favorite podcatchers. It will be the sweet ambrosia of the gods. New episodes every other Monday. Oh, Jesus! Oh, God, it burns so bad! Oh, God! Oh, God! Luke, I'm being burned so bad from the fire sale we're having on the Patreon! Oh, God! The deals are so hot, 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 they're melting my fucking flesh off! Oh, God! Oh, it hurts so bad! Now you can join the Patreon for just one dollar a month! Oh, God, it's so hot! And you can also join and get access to all the bonus content for just three dollars a month! And starting on the beginning of February, because we had to have our shareholders approve it you can get to the sort of tier where you decide what movies we get on at just eight dollars wait no five dollars shit oh it's so hot it's burning me it's cooking my brain luke oh no jesus and for just ten dollars a month we could give you a shout out oh no eat your vitamins say your prayers and stick it straight up all your candy asses and you never let The Rock make his pancakes, did you? You wanted The Rock to make chocolate chip cookies, blueberry muffins, but never pancakes. Go get me a cheeseburger. Go get The Rock a cheeseburger. No ketchup. You mind uh, giving a little blow just one time for The Rock? The Rock, ask you something. You ready to go out there and whoop some ass? to go out there and whoop candy ass let's get ready to podcast hanks the amazing rock bottom is a podcast where two dummy best friends put tom hanks in a headlock and are about to be chokeslammed by dwayne the rock johnson i'm sam siegel and i can smell the rock is cooking meth oh no uh, and I am your ex-con truck driver this week. I am Luke Patrick. Uh, what's up, Sam? Oh, not much. Uh, got a lot of burn ointment on me. Um, but, you know, mm-hmm. otherwise, uh, doing, doing pretty well. How's that long haul trucking going for you, my man? Well, real first, I was gonna say, uh, you're slathered in Tiger Bomb, but actually that would be the worst possible thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would, that would make it worse, which honestly would be an achievement. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, long haul trucking. It's pretty good, man. You know me just hauling from Tuscaloosa down to Tallahatchie. Oh, uh, yeah. you Have you done drove through Okeechobee? Oh, you know me and Okeechobee and that rest stop down in Okeechobee got history, oh, man. Oh, hell yeah. You get... You get the nice sloppiest burger in town down in Okeechobee rest stop. Let me tell you yeah. something. You can get five cartons of cigarettes for what it costs to get two anywhere else, man. Fuck yeah, man. I, You know, they got the cheapest fucking cigarettes down there, but goddamn, they smoke so bad. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> it's like sucking on weeds, man. It's pretty terrible. <laughs> I don't even think it's tobacco, let me tell you. I think it's just old toilet paper. Yeah, man. Oh, but, uh, where was it again? Okeechobee? Okeechobee, yeah. Okeechobee is a fine little community. A little prosperous, Mm, revitalized downtown. They got a brewery now. Yeah, I'll, I'll be real honest with you, Luke. I am quite concerned about the gentrification that is happening down in Okeechobee. Okeechobee ain't the same Okeechobee I seen five years ago, I tell you that. Now the big money's yeah. moved into Okeechobee, revitalized it. It just, it the the city planning lacks uh, uh, an equitable sort of environmental justice uh, 
kind of perspective that I just find dispiriting. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Now give me some of them toilet paper cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> I love how they clog my lungs. Yeah, and my arteries. Um, mm-hmm. Well, Sam, what did we watch this week? We did watch a 2013 Snitch, uh, if it wasn't clear, from the two truckers who uh, sort of guest starred on yeah. the podcast. Yeah. Moose and Big Balls. Yep. Making Big their balls first appearance. And the Moose. <laughs> You'll hopefully see more of uh, Big Balls and the Moose. That would be nice. I don't know, Luke. Seeing as how you shot down this podcast idea for me time after time. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that they will hear from Big Balls and the Moose again. Do you want to? Let's talk about this podcast idea. Now that we've brought it up, we have to explain it. <laughs> I believe it was called fast skid slow jerk and it was a <laughs> trucker podcast hosted by me big balls and luke the moose yeah in which we are going to exclusively market and target the podcast at truckers doing long hauls <laughs> um and basically you just got a snippet of what that uh what fast skid slow jerk would have been like <laughs> but i said no i said no to this entire podcast idea but you know what maybe if if you want a full episode of fast skid slow jerk uh well maybe let us know and maybe we'll cut that for the patreon or something yeah maybe um I, and you know what i think it got shot down and i think that's mostly on me because Every pitch I gave you was some of the foulest, most uh, just horrific shit I could think of. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I don't think it really helped the pitch that I was just really going below the lowest common denominator. Yeah, you were you were reduced math uh, in that pitch. Um, yeah. Yeah. But you never know the you know, life is long and our podcast is going to go until one of us is dead. So there's always yeah. room for a fast kid, slow jerk. Yeah. One day, you know, um, I have to ask Luke, how was your watch of 2013 snitch? So Sam, I watched, well, okay. I booted it up. It's on HBO mm-hmm. max. So it was totally free, yes. which is awesome. Um, assuming you have an HBO Max subscription, that is. I am paying yeah. for that, so I guess not. Yeah. Anyway. Well, you know. Um, I booted it up. I got about 50 minutes in and was like, man, I want to finish this tomorrow. Oh, no. But I didn't. Uh, <laughs> so I continued Ooh. to watch. This was about the time that I stood up and Sam, I did not sit down again for the rest of the movie. Another standing watch? Another standing watch. I think the last time was Left Behind that I... Yeah, because... And yeah. now, I assume you were not standing due to Fury in this one? Uh, Ooh. We'll mm. talk about it. Um, more, okay. more in agitation. This one's a real nail-biter. So, yes. Uh, I had some major Breaking Bad energy, so I sort of... Sort of took it standing up for the last hour on this one. Um, mm-hmm. Did take notes furiously, so I have quite a few of those. But Sam, real anxious watch this time, for sure. Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Uh, but that was my watch. Sam, how was yours? Well, I woke up earlier than I wanted to this morning and knew that I had to watch the movie. And so I went out and got on the couch and I did just sit there for a while. I probably probably five ten minutes. I just kind of sat on the couch in essentially a fugue state, putting <laughs> off the inevitable. Um, and then finally, I was like, I have I have to watch it. Yeah. So I watched for a bit. I had my breakfast. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's not that interesting. But Luke, actually, here's the thing. I was cleaning out a closet. Uh, earlier mm-hmm. this week, and I came across this like really old letter that had been like kind of kind of hidden behind like a little little door mm-hmm. to my attic. Oh, okay. And I was wondering, can I 
can I read that letter to you? Yeah, I mean, before we get into the plot and every everything else, the meat on these bones. Yeah, go ahead and yeah. uh, let's yeah, yeah. let's bust that open. So let me let me just. Okay. <clears throat> My dearest Luke, the days grow longer, as do Carrie Bradshaw's curly, curly blonde locks. <laughs> I find myself stuck in this city longer than I ever anticipated. Why does why does Miranda hate Steve so much? He seems like such a nice guy. Why is Carrie Bradshaw's personality curly hair and smoking? Why is Charlotte York seemingly a 13 going on 30 situation <laughs> embedded within this show? I find that I love Samantha Jones each episode more than the last. These are trying times for me, my dearest Luke, but I will continue to soldier on. Mr. Big seems kind of like a wang, and still we maintain pretty ugly gentlemen in this show despite being told that they are quite attractive. Kara Bradshaw is, by traditional terms, a sociopath mm. who abuses her, her friends and chose cigarettes over a man one time. It was tragic, and I do not like her one bit. Miranda Hobbs is a challenging character, and I, I cannot decide if I hate her or if I just don't care about her. Charlotte has the exuberance of a child, and I find it deeply confusing why any of them spend time with her as she is just sort of a closeted, uh, not closeted, that's the incorrect word. I can't believe I didn't just erase that instead of, <laughs> well, I'm just going to continue writing now. She is a sheltered child in a 30-year-old woman's body, and uh, I do not understand her. She had a relationship with a horse. Did I tell you that I love Samantha Jones? <laughs> God damn, she's great. We did have... Uh, a deeply upsetting episode that was the most boomer-ass shit I've ever heard about uh, bisexuality, in which they said, just pick one, and bisexuality is just a train stop on the way to gay town. This was horrific, and I'd, I'd cry thinking about <laughs> this episode. Following this episode, there was one in which Samantha Jones dated a black man, and the plot was a white man, Mattress Pocklet King, as I hear his name is, wrote a white woman's dialogue to make it seem like, well, sorry, a black woman's dialogue to make it seem like black women are racist, too. It was also deeply challenging. Luke, I do not know how long I can continue living in this city, dealing with these women. Please. Please don't make me go to lunch again. <laughs> I hope to write you again soon, hopefully with better days ahead. Forever yours, Samuel. Huh. Hmm, kind of a weird letter from the front there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if we'll be getting those letters from the city again, but, uh, huh. Hmm, yeah. Um, Sam, if I had, I just have one question regarding this letter. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, assuming that this is, uh, well, I'll put it this way. How many episodes of Sex in the City do you reckon that the Samuel from the letter has watched? Yeah, your, uh, your 19th century Civil War lover from the sounds of things? Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, I would guess that he is maybe... Just like five episodes into season three at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Which would clock in at, um, I'm just guessing, 20 and a half hours of Sex in the City. Oh, man. That is yeah. rough stuff. That is... Yeah. Yeah, now if 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 this Samuel from the past just taken mm -hmm. taken a guess had to give uh Sex in the City and I hate to hear that he's stuck in the city. That really mm -hmm. that really sucks having to get brunch with the gals so often, but 
if he had to give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down, what do you reckon? What do you reckon that he, from you know reading the letter, what do you reckon he'd give hmm. Sex in the City so far? Well, you know, it's actually funny that you say that because I just turned the letter over, and um, he's got sort of a postscript here. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And this is sort of curious. My dearest Luke, I don't know why I'm starting this letter again on the back, because I already finished the letter. (laughs) However, I do want it to be known that I have unfortunately laughed at this show many times. Mm. It has some some jokes that really do land with me, and goddammit, sometimes they're pretty goddamn funny. There was an episode about a gentleman named Mr. Pussy, (laughs) and... (laughs) He loved giving oral, and it was pretty fucking hilarious because it seemed to become a compulsion of his during uh, a a brunch with Charlotte York, the aforementioned 13-going-on-30 situation. And uh, he just was sort of cunnilinging various foods at brunch, and it was both horrifying and wonderful to watch. (laughs) And so it was that Mr. Pussy was unable to become domesticated as Charlotte York wanted. And uh, I'll be honest, I really fucking enjoyed that one mm-hmm. with Mr. Pussy. Uh, sometimes they do talk about pretty pretty interesting things that clearly make this show the groundbreaking event that it was at the time. But God damn it, when they talk about people's rights or sexuality, they really do sound like a bunch of boomers. Hmm. But... But if I had to give it sort of a thumb direction, my dearest Luke, even though you have not asked and I could not anticipate you asking this. <laughs> and maybe the thumb system didn't exist in the Civil War, too. I I would give it a solid thumb sideways. <laughs> I'm kind of even on it. <laughs> it is both punishing and also at times quite fun, and it makes me very angry every time it makes me laugh. Again... I think I'm going to end this letter now. Forever yours, Samuel. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, hey, asked and answered, right? Yeah, it's pretty interesting that even back in the 1800s, they had a character named Mr. Pussy. Yeah, that's, I mean, for the time, Sam, that is is groundbreaking and a half. Yes, yeah, yeah, and I'll, I'll tell you right now, I don't think cunnilinging is a word. Mm, yeah, maybe it was in the in the uh, you know eighteen hundreds. Mm, maybe and it just sort of fell by the wayside. Yeah, back in the nineteenth century, maybe. <laughs> yeah, they had a gerund form of cunnilingus. Yeah, uh, cunnilinging. Uh, I cunnilinged last night. <laughs> I will cun- I will cunniling tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Um, we'll see if I. I mean, I'll keep searching around in the attic. I'll let you know if I come across more of these letters. Yeah, please do. Um, do you think maybe we should get a plot for uh 2013's Snitch? You mean now that we are exactly 17 minutes into the podcast about Snitch? Uh huh. Yeah. Um. Well, as as mentioned before, this movie is kind of Breaking Bad, but what The Rock does it. Yeah. Uh, hence Sam saying he's cooking meth, although he actually doesn't cook meth. But basically, the, no, he doesn't. The plot is for once, for once, Sam, Dwayne the Rock Johnson is an actual father instead of being yes. somebody's stepdad. Although mm-hmm. he is estranged from his kid. Yep. Uh, kind of like being a stepfather. Yeah. I actually prob- probably <laughs> not. <laughs> yeah, not at all. Actually, some would say. Yeah. Um. But his son, basically his friend is like, hey, I'm going to ship you a bunch of pills. Just hold them for a day and then I'll show up and get them. This is the first 10 minutes of the movie. Son Mm -hmm. receives the pills. There's a tracker in them. Immediately SWAT teams burst into his house. He runs for Mm -hmm. it. He gets arrested. And because of uh, mandatory minimum sentencing, which I'm going to have some fucking words about. Oh, boy. We are going to talk about mandatory minimums. Yeah. Uh, He's looking at 10 years... As a minimum, uh, unless his cha- his charges change, and then he might be looking at 30 years for basically yes. receiving a bunch of MDMA. 
So the deal is, if he rats, if he gets a friend, because this is what his friend did. If he, mm-hmm. and I'm sorry, folks, but this plot, I have to get it all out. Um, yeah, we're going to get in the legal weeds for a minute. For a minute. Uh, his friend basically set him up because he got busted, which is how yeah. it works. If you can set up your friend. <laughs> if if you can perform entrapment. Yeah, on a friend. Uh, or if you can name names for somebody else that you know that's uh, receiving drugs. Uh, then they will reduce your sentence to like a year. Mm-hmm. So, but the son refuses to set up another friend as he's been set up, which means Dwayne the Rock Johnson decides to take it upon himself after talking to the DA, who is Susan Sarandon. I'm I'm very sorry. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna stop you right now yeah. because you would think it's the DA because that's an elected position. Yeah. And, she, and Susan Sarandon is running for re-election. Mm-hmm. She is not the DA. She's a U.S. attorney, which is appointed by the president. So what? I don't know why she's running for election. <laughs> Fuck me, man. I assume this is maybe a future where we've decided, you know what? Fuck it. We'll just elect U.S. attorneys, too. Yeah, we'll just really breach a lot of codes of conduct and just yeah. elect U.S. attorneys as well. Yeah, wh- why the fuck wouldn't we elect federal prosecutors? Yeah. So anyway, he talks to the federal prosecutor and then uh, after that takes it upon himself to basically inject himself into the drug world because he runs Mm -hmm. a construction company that has a lot of semi-trucks for some reason. Just purchased two big, beautiful Mm -hmm. Peterbilts. Oh man, these Peterbilts, they look... Oh, let me tell you, Moose, (laughs) let me tell you, I was creaming my jeans over them Peterbilts. Yeah, man. Oh, shit. I would love nothing more than to cruise down to Tuscaloosa in one of them. <laughs> Peter Bills. <laughs> um, this sucks so much. Yeah. Uh, hey, man. Again, if you want a full episode of Fast Skid Slow Jerk, just say the word. We are here for it. Um. Anyway, he he gets hooked up with uh with Michael K. Williams, uh, mm-hmm. famously played Omar in The Wire, and is just a phenom- was a phenomenal person. Um, yeah. Anyway, and basically he offers up his trucks as a means of transportation for drugs. Uh, the deal is that they're going to bust Malik, who is uh Michael K. Williams' character. Mm-hmm. For for this, uh, but then after they do a first job, oh, John Bernthal's here. Yeah, um, he he makes an introduction with uh, Michael K. Williams and and Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, and then it's just sort of on the sort of periphery yeah. of the movie. Yeah, for sure. We get we get shots at him, um, and I have a big complaint about his character later. But mm-hmm. anyway, then. Uh, Malik says that after the first job, everything went so smoothly that he's going to introduce them to his supplier. So the arresting officers actually call off the arrest uh, so that they can get to the supplier instead, which confuses Dwayne, and he's very upset Mm -hmm. by this. Uh, More conversations with Susan Sarandon. He gets involved with the cartel. They're going to pay him 250 grand to take all of their money down to Mexico uh, he goes a bit rogue. He ditches the DEA agents. Um, there's a huge shootout on a highway. Stuff happens, and then uh, they do make an arrest and then get all this money, and then uh, his son gets to go scot-free. Yeah, I mean, I missed some uh, details in there, Sam. do Because we really need to get the plot out for this one so it makes yeah. sense. One important detail is during that shootout, Dwayne Johnson, again, just a normal fucking guy, does kill several people. Yes. Yes. He does. He kills like a handful of cartel members, um, which is very much a crime. Mm-hmm. And, okay, I was going to wait until after we talked about what we thought of the movie, but I'm just going to bust it open right now. So, John Bernthal's character is an ex-con. That's why he makes Mm -hmm. the introduction. He's trying to get his life right. He's got a kid and a lovely wife. He's got a great little family. 
at the end of this movie, they have him burst into Malik's house and start yes. blasting people. Yeah. To get a phone number for uh, the main cartel guy so that they can track his cell phone. Sam, mm-hmm. I hated this. It was buck wild that, uh, again, John Bernthal, who's gone to prison twice for uh, distribution of narcotics Mm -hmm. uh, and has repeatedly said uh, he and Michael K. Williams have talked a lot about how they've had two strikes. And if they if they go down a third time, they are fucked. Yeah. And and then he's like, I'm going to blast some folks. Yeah. Which is just one doesn't fit his character, because now, as you pointed out, he's murdered like three people, three to four which has got to weigh pretty heavily on your conscience. But this movie, mm-hmm. despite the fact that parts of it are pretty progressive, fuck it. I'm just going to talk about what I thought about this movie real quick. Yeah. Uh, and can, can I just add that for murdering these people, uh, John Bernthal does receive $100,000 from the DEA? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Um... <laughs> Okay, which leads to what did I think about this movie? Sam, this is arguably the best movie we've seen from The Rock. Um, yes. Yes. And I hated it's, parts of it. <laughs> it is it is a buckwild flick because we get a genuinely phenomenal performance from him. Yes. Uh, we get some some really, like, good tension. Yeah. Uh, that There were points in this movie where I legitimately did not know if Dwayne was going to make it. I didn't. Yes, exactly. I mean, the script is, is is tense and engaging Mm -hmm. so much so that I had to stand up out of agitation. Um, yeah. And like, I don't know about you. I literally never have watched one of these movies and ever wondered if Dwayne was going to make it out, I've always known he's going to be fine. Yeah, other than the Tooth Fairy, you know, there were some sketchy moments where maybe he's going to get eaten by a cat. You never know. Yeah, or like when Billy Crystal held a knife to his throat <laughs> and, said, and said, put your little inky toes on my wife. Yeah. Do it. Do it, you bitch. <laughs> um, that was, I didn't know. He seemed like he he nicked his throat a little bit, and I was like, "Oh fuck, Billy Crystal's." Anyway, yeah. Um, but I I say basically that I hated parts of it because I hate the underlying message, which is all. And this is what the movie is intended to do. Because at the end of the movie, there's a little blurb that's like mandatory minimum sentencing for drugs is now more than like rape and manslaughter and mm-hmm. some other stuff. So the movie knows what it's doing, but man. Fuck mandatory minimum sentencing. Oh, yeah. F- the Just the dumbest fucking thing to come out of, like, the war on uh, drugs. Yeah. Well, not the dumb... Everything that came out of the war on drugs was dumb as fuck. Mm-hmm. But, man, mandatory minimum is so fucking stupid. Ugh, I hate it it's, so much. It It doesn't make any goddamn sense. Because they arrest this fucking kid because he unwillingly accepted a a package with some ecstasy in it. Hey, that's a great point because at the beginning of the movie, he's on a Skype call with his friend. At no point does he agree to accept the pills. No, he's like, "Uh, I don't I don't really want to. And his friend's like, well, it's on the way. And he's like, well, I don't I don't really I don't want to sell drugs. And his friend's like, well, it's shipping to you. And he's like, but I don't really want to. And it goes, gotta go. Bye. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then he (laughs) accepts the package, opens it, which I don't know. I even if someone told me, hey, I shipped a bag of drugs to you. If I get a package, I'm going to open it. Maybe it is a different package. Yeah. And on top of this, kid is 18. Of course he opened the box. Yeah, he's a dipshit. Yeah. And just, you know what? I'm standing up for this. God damn it. (laughs) I'm fucking mad, Luke. (laughs) I, you know what? How the fuck are we doing this? We're supposed to be a good country. We aren't. We aren't a good country, Luke. Yeah. But why the fuck are we doing And also, seemingly, and I genuinely don't know if this is true or not, but it does seem like if you commit some additional crimes, 
for someone else that you, A, won't go to prison. Yeah. And be the person in prison will come out of prison? Yeah. I mean, it all... Okay. I have this corroborated by uh, both my roomie and my wife who are uh, ex-lawyers. I have this corroborated from them. And apparently this is based on a true story. Yeah, I did read that in the trivia. Yeah. Um, yes. Essentially, if the federal prosecutors agree to a deal, then yes, Essentially. I mean, what the fuck is that? I, yeah. He killed a guy. Yeah. Multiple guys. Yes. And then the prosecutor's like, nothing. Yeah, which is, okay, the socially progressive message that they're trying to get across to you, the mandatory minimum sentencing, which if you live in a good country, uh, is basically if you get arrested for certain things, there are minimum sentences in terms of years that you have to serve. Um, Yeah. That message comes across crystal crystal clear, but then we have no problem murdering people in the drug trade, mm-hmm. and we just yeah. sort of pass that off as well. They were bad guys, and people like John Bernthal are good guys. Yeah, he's the good guy with a gun. Hey, I'm just, and here's the other. Y- you know that all they're doing is getting low level drug offenders mm-hmm. who just happen to have kind of a lot of shit on them, and. You also fucking know that these are 100% people of color. Oh, uh, yeah. I, because I our, was dancing our around it. Sucks. Yeah. Our country fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. And, and, and <laughs> this is kind of the buck fucking wild part to me is that they, they use, uh, I don't remember his name, Dwayne Jr.'s friend. Yeah. Who's just a scuzzy piece of shit to entrap Dwayne Jr. instead of, oh, I don't fucking know. Maybe going up the chain mm-hmm. and trying to like deal with the issue at its source and not deal with some dipshit eighteen year old yeah who accepted a package full of ecstasy. It, folks, if you sent me a package full of ecstasy, I would open it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna sell it. I don't. I won't know what to do with a bag full of ecstasy. Yeah, but I will open it. It's just it's yeah. full on entrapment. I, I, God damn it! God damn it! Yeah, take a, take a Fuck, breather, man. man. Take a breather. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. You good? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Um, feel free to do the rest of the standing. Uh, oh no, I plan mm, on. I, I feel. Let me tell you, feel pretty powerful. Yeah, I think you know standing in power stance. Excuse me, I am a little phlegmy this morning. Oh, that's fine. <clears throat> Great audio, that. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, so all of that to say, in, if there is, in fact, a war on drugs, which supposedly there is, thank you fucking mm-hmm. Ronald Reagan. Yeah, uh, though, hey, fun fact. Mm-hmm. The mandatory minimums thing, proposed by a Texas Democrat in 86. Oh, God Damn it. Thanks, folks. Yeah, but if there is a war on drugs, uh, folks, I'm on the side of drugs in this one. At this point, yeah, kind of feels like maybe being on the, I mean, hmm, hmm. Nah, I'll, you know? I'll say it, man. I'm out here. I am I am <laughs> not a partaker myself, but holy shit. Decriminalize I... stuff, folks. Now that's the part that I'm on the side of is decriminalize it. I think I think some of the things that do happen with uh kind of the wider upper level drug trade maybe maybe not great. Yeah. So I'm not going to be pro pro that like drug mules and shit. Sure. Um but also definitely not pro mandatory minimums and jail a bunch of people of color and Yeah. Also I, I you know, fuck it. Let's talk about the carceral system. So, in this movie, Dwayne Jr. gets the shit kicked out of him a lot in prison, which mm-hmm. seems uh, pretty fucked up, uh, especially since they don't do anything about it. And also, let's talk about the fact that if you're a convicted felon, you don't get to vote ever again. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't get a job because no one wants to hire ex-cons. And so what the fuck are you supposed to do? Yeah. We've imprisoned you. We've not done anything to help you. And then we throw you out. You have to pay? Did you know you have to fucking pay? Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. 
and you have to have like a place to stay when you leave uh and and like transportation shit which you don't have cuz you've been in prison and you d- you haven't been making like any really any money and if you're in Arkansas maybe a shitty fucking doctor gave you horse medicine for some reason mhm and then we're like succeed don't do crime ever again also you can't get a job or vote yeah what huh huh uh so <sighs> snitch Pretty good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pr- pretty good. Hey, um, do you think Dwayne made the putt at the beginning of the movie? Yes. Oh, yeah. I think so. Oh, I he think he like, sunk it right in. He seems like he would be really good at mini golf. Yeah. I think putting in his office, which one, I think you've pointed out something crucial to this. Mm-hmm. He's not putting practice. He's not doing practice putts for the greens. No, no, no. This man is mm-hmm. all about the mini golf. Yeah, he loves the whimsy of a of a mini golf course. Yeah, I'd say Park. course. Okay. I'd say course. Yeah. It's a pro sport, man. Hopefully, it makes okay, it into I'm, the Olympics uh, the next time I'm around. F- I'm gonna fuck up my audio a little bit because I gotta I gotta jack this mic up a little bit more. Okay. So sorry. Hey, if you talk over it, that actually helps. So. Oh, well, I'll just keep screaming, hey! <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I fucked it up more. Oh, no. Okay, I think I think this works. Great episode. This is, We're, this is all this time. Is the, <laughs> this is the worst episode we've ever done. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think he sank the putt. Also, while we're talking about positive things from this movie... Mm-hmm. Uh, we are, you know, obviously the, the rock is a big, big fan of big, big trucks because he, oh yeah, he has such a good Dodge Ram in this one. Yeah. He's got a beautiful Dodge Ram and he famously gave away a truck to a dude recently. He did. Yeah. What a, what a fucking mensch. What a mensch took the words right out of my mouth. What a mensch. But in this one, Sam, he also gets to drive quite a lot and even bigger an even bigger truck. Uh, the, the scene where he blasts through the metal yard or whatever, the scrap yard, yeah. in that big, beautiful Peterbilt. Mm-hmm. Let me just tell you, man, I fucking <laughs> love that. The power behind a good old Peterbilt. Let me tell you, that torque was just getting me running. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, big balls. Hell yeah, moose. Don't you love a Peterbilt that somehow has the interior of a Volvo? <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice truck, man. It's a yeah. real nice truck. But yeah, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson gets to drive a very large truck, and you have to imagine that that made him feel a pretty good. He, look, let me tell you, he looked at home in that Peterbilt. Yeah, he did. That, again, did have the interior of a Volvo truck. Um, I don't know why that is, but uh, I think maybe custom made for him. Mm, yeah, for a big, big man. Here is a mm-hmm. big, big truck with a luxurious interior. Yeah, pretty, pretty fucking spectacular. Hey, did you clock that the restaurant that uh, Dwayne and John Bernthal went to had Euro po'boys? I fucking did, and you're a fool if you think I didn't immediately want one of these Euro Euro po'boys. Yeah, what do you think a Euro po'boys? sort of how that's constructed yeah so before developing a shellfish allergy uh if you if you put a gun to my head and asked me what is my favorite sandwich crawfish po' boy hands Mm. down so fucking good would you say that you were a po' boy boy oh and a half my man i've eaten some Mm. some delicious po' boys from the seediest places around new orleans Oh, that's um, what you want. Yeah, you want to go. Folks, if you're in New Orleans, look for the diviest dive possible that advertises that they have a po' boy. Go in, spend five bucks for a sandwich the size of your dick, and <laughs> just consume all of it. It is. Po' boys are my absolute favorite sandwich, Sam. Hey, Luke. So I've actually never consumed a po' boy. Um, mm-hmm. It- you have described it as a sandwich the size of your dick. Now, are we talking like a like a horse cock? 
like um, Mr. Too Big that Samantha fucked and could not accept all of? Yeah. Um, or are we talking sort of your average kind of five-incher oh. sort of situation? Nah, man. We're talking Mr. Too Big. Thank okay. you for putting this in terms I understand. We're, you know, looping it back to <laughs> Sex in the City. Of course, yeah. I know, I know you've you've watched all the girls. Yeah, um, a big fan. Um, yeah, so a Euro po' boy using that big, beautiful spit roasted euro meat in a po' boy mm-hmm. oh buddy we are we are in business hey luke what goes on a po' boy i legit i know nothing about this sandwich that apparently seems best when it's served out of a restaurant that seems like maybe you'll get scabies yeah if you're not afraid to eat it because of uh, digestive issues later then you're not getting the full experience but sam a po' boy is essentially some form of protein usually uh, you know, like a shellfish of some kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, but this time euro meat. This time euro meat, and then a sauce that is mostly mayonnaise. And mm. uh, man, I forget what else goes into it. It's been a minute, but I just remember them being the sloppiest sandwich, just oh, yeah. the messiest, sloppiest. And then it goes on like a like a big baguette type type bread. Um, oh fuck! We should not be recording this before lunch yeah god <laughs> damn it um fuck that sounds that sounds good yeah that's goddamn good it's so good uh just the biggest sloppiest sandwich and again if you're paying more than five bucks for one of these and if you're not vaguely afraid for your life then you're not doing it right right oh well, shit. Yeah. That's all I. That's all I want now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe get get you a po' boy, man. See if you can't find one down in big, beautiful Arkansas. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Um, I I've got a couple more things I wanted to say about this. Okay. Uh, I found that um, especially during the meeting between Dwayne and, and Michael K. Williams, I don't think I would do well in these situations. Hmm. Yeah, I wanted to talk about this actually a little bit, but so you're saying if someone, uh, as Michael K. Williams says, put some iron in your grill, you know, put a gun up to your face, you would not, Man, you would not do great in that situation. Even before that point, because I have, I'm going to say no confidence. And so <laughs> the number of times... It, that I noticed that Dwayne just like moved with some level of confidence in which I would have just stood there and waited for Michael K. Williams to say, yes, you may take a seat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would have <laughs> thanked him. And yeah. then I would have also been like, hey, very sorry to bother you. Um, seems like a really nice house. Um, your, your friends seem really cool. <laughs> I'm look, I like I'm I'm very sorry for breathing. But um, I want to I want to transport some drugs for you, please. Yeah. It it just I don't I don't have the confidence, my man. I would thank them too much. I'd be like, thanks for meeting with me. Thanks for letting me sit down. Sorry about the gun in my face situation. <laughs> Ooh, that's a gun. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, I'm, oops. Sorry. Sorry, I made you do that. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Sorry, you felt you had to put a gun in my face. Um, clearly yeah. not a narc over here, just a fucking loser. Who, who had a recording device in his pocket he the did. entire time. These, these steel plated nuts on this oh man. Oh God. Just, just incredible. Um, and, and then, and then here's the other part. Yeah. That, that I would not do well in. So he goes and he makes a phone call to the DEA from his office while John Bernthal is like hanging out in the in the warehouse mm-hmm. and can see that Dwayne is on the phone even though he has a cell phone on him. And then Dwayne it, John is like who the fuck did you call? And he says my wife. Yeah. And here's the thing, Luke, I would not be able to risk to be like my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Me either, man. Gun to the back of the head. Who the fuck did you call? I know it wasn't your wife. Who the fuck was it? My wife. My wife. And it's like, (laughs) oh, my brains are splattered on the wall now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> never pass up an opportunity to crack a Borat joke. Yeah, I mean, I the other thing is I do feel like it would be somewhat disarming to be like, who the fuck did you call? <laughs> My wife. My like, wife. Oh, oh, you like Borat too, huh? Yeah, <laughs> Borat's so funny. I love it He's when so he gets f- pronunciations mixed up. <laughs> yeah, for glorious Kazakhstan, right? <laughs> uh, to to make Kazakh, you know, to make for the education of the Kazakhstan or whatever the fuck. Isn't it so funny? When he goes in the monokini with his balls almost hanging out? God. Yeah. He's a funny guy, that Borat. He's so funny. Please, please don't kill me, please. Yeah. <laughs> so what you're saying essentially is that if you had been cast in this movie, uh, you would have died probably several times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, so fuck. I mean, I, they would have shot me before I walked in the door. Cause I'd be like, <laughs> may I come in? Yeah. Like, please. Nope. In, am I invited? I mean, I don't want to bust up into anything you got going on. Yeah. I know like, you're busy. Is this, a, is this a convenient time? Mm-hmm. I can, I can come back. It's not a big deal. I, it's, I look, I, I'm pretty flexible. So you just tell me when works for you, and yeah. I'll work around that. I'm so, I'm so, you know what? This was dumb. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll go. Hey, do you think Zoom is facilitating drug meets in the pandemic? Ooh, um, hmm. That could be interesting. That could be. Just imagine this entire scene with Michael K. Williams shoving a gun at the at the webcam <laughs> at his at his laptop. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, are. You, well, and then it the problem is be really hard to nar- narc on someone because when you're in a Zoom meeting and someone starts recording it, it ain't subtle about it. No. It does scream, this meeting is being recorded. And it's like, <laughs> oh, sh- oh, shit. Hey, is someone on this call, is someone is someone a pig? Someone a popo huh. on this call? Because it, it did just give me the very loud, uh, this is being recorded message. No, Ma- Malik. I think that's you. I think yeah, that's you. Um, and then you accidentally share your screen, and up oh, there's the Wikipedia page for drug cartel <laughs> that you pulled up five minutes ago. <laughs> Oopsie poopsie. Which is okay. I watched this alone, <laughs> but my roomie did walk in at the exact moment that Dwayne the Rock Johnson is essentially googling drug cartel and she goes so he's just googling drug cartel and i was like yes yes that is exactly what's happening in this scene right now apparently he learned enough actionable information Mm -hmm. from wikipedia to be able to get involved in the drug drug (laughs) trafficking business (laughs) wikipedia folks it's a beautiful resource if you can chuck some money at them. Uh, you don't want to live your life without Wikipedia, basically. Yeah, but I will say again, before you chuck money at Wikipedia, please chuck money at us, and maybe you can get that <laughs> long-lost episode of Big Balls in the Moose, a trucker podcast made by two people who have never set foot in a big rig. Yeah, it's going to be real good, man. It's so good. Um, um, Sam, we're running a bit long. Is there maybe somewhere we should go this week? Yeah, so here's the wild thing, man. Um, I just sold a fuckload of cocaine. <laughs> and Despite uh, everything you just said about being horrible in a drug meet, I'm I'm proud of you, man. That's some some yeah. that's an entrepreneurial spirit you got. Oh man, so much cocaine that I just sold. Um and I also drove a truck to Mexico and made two hundred and fifty grand. Um can we go buy some fucking rock stock with that? Yeah, let's get a lot of rock stock. <laughs> Hell yeah. And then we can smoke some rock. Let's go. Hey, Luke, um, I was wondering, do you think you could slap foil in your windows and activate an EMP? It's time to come with me to the conspiracy corner. Oh, yeah, man. Also, hey, I don't know if you clocked it, but there's a device that the cartel uses on Dwayne where they, like, wave it over his body. Uh It does seem to be an EMP device. Yeah, I figured you'd get pretty excited about that for conspiracy corner reasons, and I am scared for my cell phone now. Well, except here's the thing, Luke. I am just proving that Dwayne Johnson is not actually strong. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, and one... I still live and breathe, so obviously he's too weak to come here and kill me himself. Mm-hmm. And two, um, he gets his ass beat in this one, and that's all I have this week. So... <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. He just, uh, in a in a sort of fisticuffs fight, he gets his ass beat So because he's a very weak man, and he just has fake sort of hol- uh, Halloween costume muscles. So, uh, the other bit that I've got for you this week is, uh, I think this movie lends itself to... Normally it's a sequel, but I think this is more of a spin-off. Mmm. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm here for this because there's a thing I forgot to mention. Mm-hmm. Which is that the name of this movie fucking sucks. It does suck, and he does not end up in sti- stitches. Which is no. what I was hoping for. No, and it a snitch is someone who's on the opposite side of the law. Mm-hmm. Who prefers information. Um, so it doesn't make a ton of sense that this thing's called Snitch. So in our reboot, I'm going to also s- just add a quick request that we rename this movie. Okay, I think I think I can do that because at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. Dwayne and his family are put into witness protection. Hey, which is another real quick it's supposedly a happy ending, but after Dwayne does all this, him and his family have to go into Wit Pro. Yep. So cool. Ooh. But here's the thing: he kind of he kind of has two families because he's divorced, and so he's got Dwayne Jr. who went to jail for opening a package. Yeah. And his ex-wife, and then he's got new wife and a daughter. Yes. And I think we have a sitcom. Of both those families living together mm. in witness protection. Yes, 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 yes. Down in like Coral Gables, Florida, or yes. somewhere, maybe Sedona, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, or, yeah, and or like rural Oregon. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, now you're, you're talking. Yes, yeah, yeah Just a, man. A place most people, I think, don't want to be. Mm-hmm. Uh. Tampa, perhaps. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and I th- I mean I think it's funny. Uh, I'm okay. thinking like uh, a mix between like I think f- like Modern Family and um, maybe the Goldbergs. Yeah, I've not watched the Goldbergs, but I'll say sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or, um, is there a funny cop show out there? I don't know if there are funny cop shows. I mean, I guess well, B99. Yeah, that's too funny for this. I don't know, but let's talk about this. First of all, I think we need a title. Okay, yeah, we definitely need a title. So they're in witness protection. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam, really important question regarding the title. Uh-huh. Um, is this a show with a laugh track? Can we bring that back? Uh, I mean, if How I Met Your Father is doing it, then fucking we can too. Holy shit, is How I Met Your Father actually doing a laugh track? Yeah, and people fucking hate it. Yeah. I, I've enjoyed <laughs> reading about that, because people are like, hey, folks, it's 20-fucking-22, we don't need laugh tracks. Oh. And how, how I Met Your Father is like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Performed in front of a live studio audience, motherfuckers. We tell you when to laugh, you shit. <laughs> sort of pulling a Big Bang Theory in 2022, huh? Yeah, so definitely... Um, boy, what the fuck do we call this? Yeah. it's So I'm trying to think of, uh, you know, something related to, like, Full House... Um, yeah. Maybe Big House, because prison. Big House is very good. All I could think of was the Larry the Cable Guy movie, Witless Protection, which sucks. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like Big House. The Big the big House. The Big House. It's got a real, like, uh, full house kind of vibe to it, which mm-hmm. I appreciate. Um, and... I mean, we've got a great cast of characters because we've got Dwayne. Everyone loves him. Mm-hmm. We've got his uh, uh, almost distressingly young new wife. Yeah. His ex-wife, who clearly does not really like him, a, a teenage son, and a young daughter, who I think could be sort of like your um, Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen mm-hmm. type. Yeah. It's not very good, but I, I could also pitch, instead of parole officer... 
something like love officer. <laughs> Are there any legs on that? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Oh, um, God damn I, it. I hate to know but you on this, but I don't think love officer makes a makes lick of the sense. cut. <laughs> um, yeah. Wait, wait. Ma- mandato- mandatory f- family? No, that's nothing. <laughs> I actually really dig that. <laughs> oh, yeah? Because it fully describes the show, which is a bunch of people who are forced <laughs> to live together as one big happy family. By the United States government. Yeah, by the U.S. Marshals. So um, let's... Yeah, I want to I want to flesh out the cast a little bit. Okay, we've got we've got the mandatory family. Um, <laughs> I I feel like they have to have, and I don't know how this works, like a handler. Yeah, or like a like a go to U.S. marshal. Yes. And what do you want him to be like? Because I have an idea, but I don't I don't know if it's too hackneyed, too cliched. Okay, because I'm thinking we recast Timothy Oliphant as everybody's favorite U.S. Marshal, but instead of... Oh, yeah, yes. Instead of playing, like, the serious... Well, Justified's not a totally serious show, but instead of playing his Justified character where he's very trigger-happy, uh, maybe he's a little scared of everything, and that could get us yeah. some laughs. So, like, you know, they open the door a little too swiftly, and he's like, ah! Don't and do that to me. Actually, maybe... Maybe he actually is still trigger happy. He's just also scared, <laughs> and he's a bad shot. And that's that's why he got put with the mandatory family is because he's pretty shit at his job. Yeah, and so he gets spooked real easy, and then he's like, "Blam, blam, blam, blam," and they're like, "God, God damn it, Jenkins, we we gotta patch the ceiling again." Oh, cue, Jenkins, you shot up the cue, attic again. Cue laugh track. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, so we got the Marshall nailed down. Definitely Timothy uh-huh. Oliphant, who Santa Clarita diet. I mean, as we all know, the man's got serious comedy chops. So I think oh, yeah. uh, that'll be real good. So I think we do have to have a villain. Mm. Okay. I mean, I mean, like there has to be that undercurrent of like there has to be some kind of conflict outside the fact that you know the family doesn't really get along, right? Yeah. And so. What if, what if we got like Lou Diamond Phillips? Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Talk to me more about that. I think Lou Diamond Phillips could play a hitman from the cartel looking for the mandatory family. Okay, because see, I was thinking that we have like a drug cartel bigwig, but I love this idea more that there's just a consistent. And this is played for laughs, of course. Yeah. Maybe a yeah. bumbling hitman uh, type or, situation. Or like he's addicted to uh, gummy bears. <laughs> yeah. Can't get enough of those sweet, sweet Haribo gummy bears. Here's what it is. He's, he's actually quite good at his job, except every time he goes to kill a member of the mandatory family, he gets sidetracked by some fucking... Uh, sugar-free gummy bears and and then he's like oh no and then he eats like a, a handful of them and then he looks at the package and he goes oh no they're sugar-free oh no oh no <laughs> the legendary the the nefarious <laughs> <laughs> and then cut to him glued to the toilet crying yeah every time I, it's like the and inverse then, of Popeye spinach yeah and then Luke, mm-hmm. cue laugh track. Cue laugh track. Yes. I think Mandatory yeah. Family's got a lot of legs on it. <laughs> I think it does. <laughs> Honestly, I think it's a damn shade better than How I Met Your Father. Yeah, I mean, if that can get made with a laugh track. With a laugh track. <laughs> then, uh, yeah, man, I think I think we get some serious funding, sell this thing to NBC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you think uh, maybe we can still have the the son, Dwayne Jr., um, keep almost falling into entrapment schemes? Yes. I was going to say we should have a running <laughs> gag where every time he gets a package, the whole family goes, whoa. Oh, uh-oh. Cue laugh track. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm I'm going to abuse the laugh track button. Yeah, I mean, I think we should inject it. Every, I mean, classic '90s style. Anytime anything happens. Yeah, I don't think if it if the laugh track isn't going off every 45 seconds, we've done it wrong. No, oh, I think even quicker than that. Maybe every 15 <laughs> seconds, man. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> That's brutal. I mean, if Big Bang Theory can do it for true lack, despite the lack of jokes, mm-hmm. then uh, just just references. Yeah, then I think I think we're good. I think this is great, man. Yeah. Uh, which network do you think we can sell this to? Showtime. Done. Yeah, I think taking a break from their more serious, uh, uh-huh. sort of Emmy Emmy approaching shows. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think they'll really bite on something that's a little bit more lighthearted. Yeah. Okay. And then I think I think maybe with that we could get some fun crossovers, like maybe Dexter shows up. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like a season finale is that the hitman like really almost gets to him and then Dexter shows up and kills the hitman. Yeah, but off screen and then we just have Dexter show up with blood all over him and the family's like, oh, Dexter. Uh, Oh, silly Dexter. I hope you didn't want to see Lou Diamond Phillips in one piece. (laughs) Cue laugh track. Cue laugh track. Uh, Yeah. Man, this is great. I'm going to sell this. I'm... I'm going to write up the spec script and I'm going to turn around and sell to to Showtime. Yeah. Mandatory Family, a spinoff of 2013's hit movie Snitch. (laughs) I adore it. I think it's going to get some real traction and a big cult following. I hope so. Yeah. Um, Well, Luke, I, I, I mean, is that all you've got this week? That's all I got this week for sure. Well, then I think it is time that we look forward to next week, uh, where we will be watching 2013's G.I. Joe Retaliation. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, we've got a G.I. Joe flick. Sort of. How? What? (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) How do you make what what is categorically a serious, pretty good film, Snitch, how do you then whiplash around? What year was this again for G.I. Joe? 2013, same year. Same year you make G.I. Joe retaliation, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Now, have you seen G.I. Joe retaliation? Sam? I'm pretty sure I've seen G.I. Joe retaliation. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Uh, now. Shamefully. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. I think I have seen the movie that comes after this, G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra. Okay, because I'm pretty sure I saw it with you, so maybe that's the one we saw? I don't know. I gotta tell you, I don't think any of the movies are all that different from each other. Yeah, which is going to make pitching it kind of difficult. So, um, here's what I think happens in G.I. Joe Retaliation. Uh huh. I think there's a New World Order... But it oh. is, it is, uh, who's the bad guys? Cobra? I think so, yes. Yeah, I think Cobra is every QAnon conspiracy you've ever heard of, except oh. it's Cobra. So what the retaliation part is, is Dwayne The Rock Johnson just fucking blasting Cobra, busting up pizza joints. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, finding the, uh, the COVID hoax creators. Mm. Um, basically just blasting through all of these QAnon conspiracies. I like it. Yeah. I really like it. Now, um, uh, now, what do you think G.I. Joe Retaliation is about? So I have two thoughts. Mm-hmm. Can, can I pitch two ideas? I think you can pitch as many ideas as you want, man. It's our podcast. Okay. Idea number one is that uh, Dwayne Johnson plays a veteran who tries to go to college uh, off the money from the GI Bill, and it does not cover his tuition payments. Mm. And so he runs for Congress, gets elected, and fights a battle to change either the GI Bill or uh, to get uh, free college for everyone, and that is his retaliation. And his name is Joe Smith. I don't fucking know. And so he is (laughs) GI Joe... 
and he is retaliating against the United States government. Nice. I... So that's sort of a, isn't it Mr. Smith goes to Washington? Mm-hmm. Sort it of is, a... It is essentially Private Smith goes to Washington. <laughs> um, Saving Private Smith goes to Washington. Uh-huh. Yeah, great, and great movie. So that's that's option number one. Option number two is that uh, Dwayne Johnson uh, loses his job and then has to go on COBRA for health insurance oh. until he can get a new job. And because... Cobra is notoriously shitty. Uh, he fights a fight for socialized medicine, and that is the retaliation against Cobra. Mm. The true enemy. Our bad healthcare system. Yeah, which actually would make a lot of sense coming off the heels of Snitch, a movie about how bad mandatory minimum sentences are, that he would yeah. then do another socially progressive movie just about the healthcare system. I'm digging yeah. that. And look, they're both very dry sort of political. I wouldn't even say thriller because that would make it seem more interesting than it is. Yeah, it's essentially just a guy who gets on Cobra and mm-hmm. then really rallies some folks against Cobra. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I think both are written and directed by Aaron Sorkin. Mm-hmm. So you get a lot of that snappy dialogue mm-hmm. uh, that, that we all know Aaron Sorkin for, I guess. Um, yeah, so so those are my two ideas. Hell yeah, I think your ideas are way better. I hope it's one of those two. Really hope it's uh, Saving Private Smith goes to Washington. <laughs> I, I hope so, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, folks, thanks for listening to another episode of Hanksy Panksy Rock Bottom. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Hanksy Panksy Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Hanksy, uh, Hanksy Panksy. You can find us on Instagram at Hanksy Panksy Pod. And you can find us on the newly reduced price Patreon at patreon.com slash Hanksy Panksy. That's right, folks. Again, as you heard from my pain screaming at the beginning of the episode, uh, our prices have gone down on the Patreon. So come on over, chuck us a dollar, and you get uh, access to episodes a day early. Uh, you can chuck us $3 and get access to all our bonus content. $5 will get you access to a vote for what movie we watch for the Patreon. And $10 a month uh, will get you a shout-out like the one we do for Big Cock Wonders, Tuck and Daniel. Wonderful gentlemen whose dicks are so big that even Samantha Jones couldn't take them. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, I think... Uh, also please share us with a friend really helps us out uh you know write us a review on apple Podcasts. that's really great we really appreciate it and luke do you have what is commonly referred to in these circles as a final quote i do and it's said by susan sarandon and it is how does your family feel about going into witness protection (laughs) pretty fucking good susan (laughs) pretty great thanks federal prosecutor Oh, well, folks, thanks for listening to another episode of Hanksy Panksy Rock Bottom. We'll be back next week with 2013's G.I. Joe Retaliation.